You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. It is the Oz Network coming to you today for another exit interview for Survivor Heroes vs. Healers vs. Hustlers. We're about to speak to fifth place finisher Mike Zahowski about his game and just the amount of fun that Mike had out there. He talks about this a lot and sort of uh, goes through. Some of the early memories with Joe, sort of his little budding alliance and romance. Well, not romance, relationship with Joe. Might as well be a a bromance. That's the word I was looking for with Joe during the middle parts of this game. And uh, talks up kind of his chances had he made it past the uh, the vote out. If he had have gone uh, one, more, one move further and Devin had have gone at the fifth place finish there. And uh, also even turns the tables on me. Gets a few questions out there to me at the end. And of course, uh, Ethan's on. He's uh, mentioned in this uh, chat. So uh, sit back, relax, and listen to Exit Interview with fifth place minister for Survivor Heroes vs. Healers vs. Hustlers, Mike Zahowski. Big pleasure to welcome our next guest here to the Oz Network today, the fifth place finisher on Survivor Heroes vs. Healers vs. Hustlers. Please welcome Mike Zahowski. Mike, welcome to the show today. What's going on? How are you? I am doing very well, mate. How about yourself? Uh, roller coaster ride for you on this uh, little journey called Survivor. Uh, how, how have you pulled up after, no doubt, a, a busy last 24 hours or so? I mean, it's been absolutely amazing. You know, first, I got to give a shout out that Ethan Zahn loves you. You know, we can't speak more highly about you. But the last 24 hours has been phenomenal there's so much love out there i i feel like you know you hear from your friends or you're resonating with viewers but then when you walk out there you know after getting voted off like and you like you get this like applause it's like wow like i really like like people saw something in me they saw the joy that i was having in playing this game and they they were into it they enjoyed they loved it mm-hmm yeah, it really seemed that way, I think, kind of watching your gameplay that, as you just said, you just absolutely seem to be having a, a blast out there. And I, I can imagine as as a lifelong fan of this game, just to get that kind of, you know, that opportunity. I mean, we obviously had a lot of fun sort of pregame with you talking about the Ethan stuff, which I'll ask you about, obviously, around that sort of thing. But, I mean, to, to live this dream and being able to play it, I mean, besides the whole living off the land and kind of, you know, surviving without little food, I mean, was it just any time out there that you weren't having fun? I mean, I think people don't see necessarily the loneliness that's out there. Like, the first couple nights, although I got through it and, you know, but Joe put me at the bottom of my tribe, and I understand why he did it, but it stunk. You just want to, like, you know, you have a support system back home. You want to call your wife and be like, honey, you won't believe what's happening to me. <laughs> and you can't, and it stinks. <laughs> but then you, got through, you get through it, and you, I started going to a groove. I started having fun, and it just it changed the game. I think that what, you know, in retrospect, there's what Joe did do, was he knocked me off my game in terms of my confidence, in terms of, like, my sort of, like, a lot of my strategy. I was all of a sudden, as opposed to being a leader, I was stuck behind trying to catch up. And, you know, I did an okay job of it, I think, because I made it to five, but it's not the game that I always, I did not play the game that I always imagined I would be playing out there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it really seemed, I think, um, 
you know, we talked to Joel about it a couple of weeks ago about just like how obviously how great you two were to see that. But, um, you know, just your game obviously did go to a certain point when we had the whole alliance of seven and you and Joe were obviously fighting for your life. But mm-hmm. I, I, I'm sure kind of those memories as well kind of really stand out. And, I mean, it seemed to, to us when we spoke to Joe that uh, you guys sort of have this dynamic duo which we're trying to sort of, I don't know, sell a TV pilot or something for you guys travelling or something like that. So, yeah. uh, I mean, I hope you guys can get something <laughs> off the ground there because I think we'd all be tuned in for that one for sure. Yeah, that would be so funny. I mean... Joe and I love each other. He's like, I think he might be nuttier than I am. <laughs> but I mean, we, we make it, we have a good pair and it's like, we come from completely different worlds, but at the same time we get each other. And I get why he threw me under the bus immediately. Like, I don't know if he said it to you or not, but in the first minute of the game, I mean, Joe is such a good player that first minute, you know, Jeff says go and I'm looking for an advantage on the boat. Mm-hmm. at the Maroon But Joe sits back and is looking at who's looking for the advantage as well as looking himself for, wow. for himself. So he sees me looking for it, and he's like, this guy's a player. <laughs> he's on my tribe. One of us needs to go home. It, he wants to run the tribe. And so, you know, it doesn't work that way because we keep winning. But he, he wanted to be in a target on the back of the other guy that he thought was going to play the hardest in the game. Yeah. And then it's like, you know, my wife told me not to do the puzzle, the first puzzle, because if I screw it up, I'm going to go home. (laughs) And then my alliance, you know, the tribe says to me, Mike, you're doing the puzzle because if you screw it up, you're going home. (laughs) 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 So I was forced to do it. (laughs) And what does your wife say when she's watching that episode? She's like, I told you, I told you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, I don't want to do this one either. I'm like, Rourke, will you do the puzzle with me? She's like, no, Kathy can do it with you. <laughs> Nobody wants to do the puzzle, the first couple puzzles. Like, just... It's always painting that target on your back sort of uh, sort of early on. But, I mean, I, I can imagine sort of, I mean, we yeah. saw Jeff ask you the question sort of on stage last night about, uh, you know, um, not targeting Devin at that final five. And I'm sure everybody's asked you that. But I think the one that I'm more intrigued about, Mike, is hypothetically you survived that vote. Devin goes home. Do, do you feel that Chrissy could have, uh, you know, maybe taken you instead of Ryan to, to the end and maybe forced Ryan to build the fire? Or do you feel that she would have kind of put you in Devin's position there to, to go up against Ben in a fire building challenge? So let's talk about Survivor fan fiction here. <laughs> you know, I, for, first of all, if I had even known about the fire building challenge, I would have voted for Devin, obviously. Mm-hmm. Like, I told Ryan I was voting for Devin and then was worried about the repercussions back at camp, and so I didn't. But that being said, I, if that last challenge, that like super brutal challenge, I would argue it's made for a robotic surgeon, which mm. is one of the things I do. Mm-hmm. You're using your feet, you're using your hands, and you saw from the very first challenge like of, you know, of the season that I was good at balancing things with my hands. I mean, that's surgical skills right there. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and literally the first thing Ryan ever said to me was, Mike, you would have won that challenge. So, I mean, that's part one. Part two is, you can go back to what Jeff Pope said at the beginning of the of the season in terms of talking about people, and he would say, and one of the things he said is, Dr. Mike can build a fire in under a minute. Wow. So, do I have to build a lot of fires out there? No. But did I practice building fires every day for about 
four weeks <laughs> before it went out on Survivor? Absolutely. And it's, you know, it was just one of those things that you know that you should do and you know you have to do. But that being said, if I, was, if I didn't win and Chrissy wins that challenge, I actually think it was a strategical error on Chrissy's part to not take Ben with her because it basically made them look that much better by having to beat Devin in a fire-making challenge. You take Ben with you and you say, I'm not scared of you, Ben. Like, there's nothing to be scared of. You found three immunity idols, and that's it. Like, I've won four, four immunity challenges. If she's taking him with her, as opposed to building him up as this threat that needed to be beat, then I think, uh, you know, I think she would have standed a better chance of winning in terms of the jury. But when that happens, that makes me build a fire against Ryan, and I don't think Ryan can build a fire. Hmm. Didn't think about it that way with sort of Chrissy in that. That's a, that's a very interesting point, and it would have been you know very interesting kind of how that would have uh, would have played out. But I have to ask Mike, obviously, before we do <laughs> let you go. Yeah, yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> uh, obviously, I, I'm going to quickly ask you though about Ethan. I mean, I, I'm I'm not sure. Maybe you did hear our chat with him a few weeks ago, but uh, we we love that kind of that whole thing pre-game about you essentially stalking Ethan and your wife kind of having that sort of free pass with him. I mean, uh, does she still kind of just like hover around the internet? Listen to all these interviews with Ethan, do you have to still get worried about this sort of, you know, whole checklist thing that he obviously knows about it now, so it's kind of like, this This has to be a bit scary now, doesn't it, Mike? <laughs> well, well, you know what? You can FaceTime my wife for her birthday. <laughs> 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 I, was, I, was like, I was like, look, Barry, look what I brought you. And I'm like, oh my God, am I an idiot? <laughs> no, I mean, at the end of the day, like, you do this for fun, you're having a good time with it. We never cyber-stalked Ethan, really. <laughs> we, we never stalked Ethan. It just so happened that a girl that worked in the hospital with me was dating Ethan at the time uh-huh. and was like, you know, it was the third season. I, no, yeah, third season of Survivor. It was still, like, like so many people watch Survivor. And I'm like, oh, my God, I think I saw Ethan on the street. I saw him once on the street. I think my wife saw him twice. And this girl was like, oh, yeah, he, you know, I'm dating him. I'm like, oh. But like she, so she was like, oh, we're having, like, we're going to hang out here this place one night. It's not like we even ever went, you know? <laughs> My wife just, you know, I would argue he's sort of similar to me, except much better looking. <laughs> you know, here. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure your wife doesn't think that. I'm sure many of our listeners are also kind of, uh, would. Would you defend you there, Mike? But I will say, we did, as I said, enjoyed plenty of times watching you on this show. It was so much fun, kind of this whole journey, watching you from the beginning to the end. And uh, by all means, congratulations on a great game. And uh, we definitely look forward to getting you back here on the program one time. Perhaps we'll get you on as a, as a dual sort of recap or something with Ethan, and we'll make sure that your wife's not cool. home that night. How does that sound? <laughs> Thanks. I have two questions for you, though. Yeah, sure. Ben. Go for I it. I have two questions for you. One... If I made it to the final three, mm-hmm. do you think I would have won? I think you would have had a great chance because I think I think that uh, with the amount of um, healers that were on the tribe, I think you had sort of a good chance and you would have fought your way to the end so would have had a very good case to make the uh, argument to the jury for sure. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. And then the second thing is is that, like, you know, I hear Australian survivors. I can't figure out how to get it in America. But everybody, Australian survivors, the talk of the town, that, like, it is super good and intense. Mm-hmm. Like, is that true? It's, yeah, I mean, it's different. Uh, ours goes for nearly 20 days longer, and we get about 300 episodes a week that they air here. So um, there's many similarities to the US version, 
but there's also a lot of sort of like our challenges in the season that we just had were were on another level they were sort of very different and unique but um i think australians have a different way of playing the game we're very much more laid back and relaxed and a lot of people aren't as cutthroat as the american ones but that sometimes can play into the hands of, of certain players so by all means, if you uh, you shoot me a tweet or shoot <laughs> me a put message, a Joe out there. yeah, well, exactly. Shoot me a message or a tweet. I'll hook you up with some episodes, and uh, you can you can check it out for yourself. Oh, that's awesome! That's awesome. You know, there are a lot of people in America that say they should do like an Australian versus American survivor. Yes. Yes. Well, look, you know, uh, the powers that be kind of involved in the uh, certain areas of uh, Survivor, given that, uh, you know, there's lots of connections coming up between the two networks that uh, show it in the US and Australia. That, who knows? It could be a possibility one day. I, I can't speak for the networks, but it could be. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, you never know. You never okay, know. Okay, well, listen, it was nice talking to you. You too, Mike, and thank you so much. And as I said, we'll get you back on the show at some capacity at some point, and you have a fantastic holidays, and it's been a, a fun ride having you on the show today. Thanks. Thanks, Sam. And a big thanks goes out there to Mike for uh, our company, his company, on our show today. And, of course, also CBS, Channel 9, for helping organise these exit interviews. Now, just a little side note here, because uh, if you are listening to these perhaps in order uh, of um, finishing on the show, and you might sort of see some sort of weird sort of... I guess, postings in terms of our our exit interviews, as well as perhaps some of the things that I've uh, said during these kind of at the end, alluding to other exit interviews. Um, it was all scheduled for us to obviously speak to the final five uh, today, and uh, we've actually ended up speaking to fifth place, third place, and first place. So, uh, Devin and Chrissy, unfortunately, uh, haven't happened today, um, and hopefully we're, we're crossing those fingers that these maybe will be rescheduled next week. We're not too sure yet. We're just going to wait and find out from uh, CBS and Channel 9 whether or not these will be rescheduled. Uh, I think it just came to uh, some scheduling conflicts in regards to both of them today that uh, they weren't able to sort of join us on the show today. So obviously, got to understand that all of these five have kind of been doing non-stop interviews for the last 24 hours, so uh, it's obviously been a bit of a scheduling uh, hectic day for, for CBS and Channel 9 and making sure that um, all podcasts, radio shows, newspapers, television, everybody wants a piece of them. So uh, I, I experienced all this in person in LA earlier this year, just kind of how busy these people get at sort of this point of the year. So um, for, for that, uh, we cross fingers that perhaps Devon and Chrissy will still be able to join us at some point in the next week or so. And uh, just stay tuned. We'll update everybody around uh, those when or if they should happen. So if you're listening to these in order, if this is the first one you're listening to, because maybe you're going to go through fifth and then you'll listen to Ryan next and then you'll listen to Ben, um, just to kind of ignore the fact that I will say, particularly in the Ben interview, that we interviewed all the people because uh, in order of actually recording these, uh, we did Ryan first, Ben second, then we did Mike third. So that's kind of why... There's a bit of, bit of continuity issues in regards to what I'm saying in the beginning and the end of these exit interviews. So I thought I'd uh, give you a brief explanation of that. And fingers crossed, as I said, that we can get Devin and Chrissy on at some point as well for an exit interview. In the meantime, thanks to Mike, thanks to CBS, thanks to Channel 9, and thanks to you for listening to this. Uh, again, listening to these in order, download our Ryan chat and download our Ben chat. Both are fantastic chats with both guys and uh, very much worth a listen to. And, of course, David Wright, our recapper, happening uh, in less than 24 hours' time. He's going to give us our final look at Survivor Season 35, at least for 2017. We'll no doubt revisit this at some point in an Ozcap in the future. 
And uh, we hope that you will enjoy that and get the last-minute questions in should you have any down the track. Thank you for listening. My name is Ben. This has been The Oz Network, and we'll speak to you next time. Good night. Thank you for listening to The Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net. 